I've been having these weird thoughts lately. Like, does any of this make sense? Or not? Welcome to Got It Memorized, a Kingdom Hearts recap podcast, trying to make sense of this mess before Kingdom Hearts 3 comes out. You might even figure out what's going on, maybe. I'm Wheels, and I'm joined as always by Joe for the end of the world. How are you, Joe? I've been better. Oh, yeah? The The end of the world is is a stressful time. Um, what, with the world ending... Um, oh, sorry, did you not get the memo? We're talking about the Kingdom Hearts world, <laughs> not the actual world ending oh, around oh, us. okay. Crumbling. My confusion. Piece um, by piece. Yeah, we're just talking about a video game yes. as we usually do. <laughs> um, although, equally stressful, um, because we do have to say goodbye to Billy Zane today. Um, and we also... Eh, we had our Billy Zane fun. I feel like I feel like we got it in. We, we didn't squander the opportunity. Yeah, but also I feel like it's going to be hard to ever refer to Ansem Seeker of Darkness as that and not Billy That's Zane. That's true. <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah, he, he was convenient for, uh, for logistics yes. sake. Um, yeah, so that'll always be our just our headcanon name, I guess. Um, yeah. uh, and... Also, I'm kind of I'm I'm scared of Chain of Memories. <laughs> um, I'm scared to do a game that I don't know very well. Don't worry about it yet. I gotta worry just, about it pretty just, soon. The, though. the world is ending. Do you want to dive right in? Um, because I have I don't know about oh. you, but I have a, a a a lot of notes. We got we got some really stuff to get through. I mean, it's 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 such a combat heavy world that like I didn't have nearly as many notes as I was expecting for the end of Kingdom Hearts One. Um, yeah, yeah. Hol- Hollow Bastion was bigger for sure. Oh, definitely. But we did two episodes of that. Yes. Um. So we can we can do this. Uh, end of the world. Let's dive in, which is now our basically our catchphrase for beginning yeah. episode. We start with Goof Troop landing in. A place called the end of the world, which is has a pretty unique look to it. It's uh, little, what would you call them? Sort of rock islands floating in nothingness. Um, it's it's kind of pink and purple. Yeah, it kind of looks like it's not done. But, but, <laughs> but I think that's that's the but I on think purpose. That's the yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks um, not done on purpose. One um, of them, I think, uh, either Goofy or Sora mentions, uh, it, like, gestures to these um, rock islands and asks if that's really all that's left of the worlds that have been destroyed by the Heartless. Um, and that uh, revitalizes their dedication to defeating Ansem, uh, thus reverting all of these uh, Heartless destroyed worlds to their original states. Mm, it also stresses them out for a second because um Sora I think it's Sora who asks like what happens to this world when we're done and it's like well you know Goofy's like well it may just may just disappear 
Um, right. Yeah. And then and they, and they wonder what like, what's going to happen us? to us when it, yeah. Um, yeah. So that's, and they, they kind of just like, eh, we'll be fine. We have, it, it's sort of the, we're, we're, you know, it's, it's almost a, it's not like a, it's, it's not like a meta, like we're the heroes of the story. So we'll be fine. It's, it's more of a, we're doing the right thing and good things happen to the, to people who are dedicated to the right cause uh, type of message that's sort of being uh, pervade here i i guess that like we don't really need to worry about us like the universe will have our back i guess yeah and as we know with the rest of the franchise that that is exactly what happens <laughs> um good things happen to those who are good anyways mm-hmm. So there's a lot of combat in this world. Yeah, so we I, fight a lot more of those like uh, behemoth things. We saw one mm. of in the sort of keyhole room in Hollow Bastion. There's a uh, a lot of those. So if you're a big fan mm-hmm. of of that sort of mini boss, you, uh, don't fret. You get to fight that again. Yeah, it's kind um, of level grindy. It feels at times, which mm-hmm. I wonder if that was like an intentional design choice or just. It's the end of the of an RPG. We have to make everything difficult. I'm sure. I'm sure it's just the. I mean, like if you're looking at even just like the all the final boss forms that we'll get to the end, it's it's not shying away from the Final Fantasy half of its. Um, yeah, it's source a, material. Um, and 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 needing and it it sort of has this very traditional JRPG end to it. Mm-hmm. Um. In, but in a way that, there. yeah, but Goofy and Donald are there, and, and but it does, it does all of the things that you would expect from the from the genre. So I I, th- I would guess that that would be the reasoning. Yeah. Um. So is there anything worth mentioning? Because for me, it I, hard cuts to the the first of the boss fights, which is I I did want to mention one thing. You go through. So once you fought a few of these behemoth things and had a few encounters with the Heartless. You end up in this sort of strange. I described it as a castle, but it's a weird uh, structure. It has a vaguely Venus flytrap esque um, evocations in its mm-hmm. design, and you walk into these pillars of light that then transport you to the world. Uh, some of the worlds that you played through throughout the game might even be all of them. Mm-hmm. So, for instance, there's a Traverse Town one, and then you're fighting. Um, uh, some heartless in the uh, same district where you originally fight the the first boss in Traverse Town. Uh, but what's cool, and so you do that for for all of these different worlds. These one... are also all skippable, just so you know. Oh, are they? Yeah. Um, one of the cool things about them is that the Hundred Acre Wood one has no heartless because Hundred Acre Wood itself has no heartless. It's just yeah, that, a save point and then point. like a mega elixir or something, mm-hmm. uh, which I thought was uh, a cool choice. Usually when I do this uh, or my last couple playthroughs, it's been um, after getting to that point of the Pillars of Light, I'm just like ready to yeah. end it. <laughs> yeah. And um, I skip all of them and just sort of go, because the, uh, the Hundred Acre Wood one is green, which denotes um, a slight difference. Yeah. Um but yeah, you can totally skip all of those, which is good game design, I think, that it's like, hey, if you need to level up, here's plenty of opportunity. Also, don't feel obliged. <laughs> yeah. Then then there is one uh, an, an additional thing before 
um we and then i guess this is what makes this is why my notes were a little, maybe a little longer than yours we get this weird uh so there's like a i guess like a book that sora can read that you can read um it's not a voiced thing it's just it's purely text and it reads like some sort of uh dark prophecy it doesn't read quite it reads somewhat akin to the ansem's reports but not quite in that it has a more quasi-religious um bent to it and i can just read that now ones born of the heart and darkness devoid of hearts ravage all worlds and bring desolation seize all hearts and consummate the great heart all hearts to be one one heart to encompass all realize the destiny the realm of kingdom hearts capitalized the great darkness sealed within the great heart. Progeny of darkness come back to the eternal darkness. For the heart of light shall unseal the path. Seven hearts, one keyhole, one key to the door. The door to darkness tied by two keys. The door to darkness to seal the light. None shall pass but shadows returning to the darkness. Ones born of the heart and darkness hunger for every heart until the door opens. Cool. That's kind of. I mean, I, I'm sure that you can find like a lot of meaning in that, but it's it's a bit rambly uh, and not consummate too different from the that. great heart. Hey, I, I'm I'm just reading what it says. I'm, don't take that as an order <laughs> from me personally. So that's I don't recall that at all. So I'm glad Jet Monkey HD provided this to us. Because I, I don't I don't know if it's important. Just it it does feel ran, rambly, and uh, I don't feel like there's anything necessarily we'll get from it. You could argue that that is this is just the because because the Ansem's reports are sort of what leads you to his uh, his being Billy Zane uh, Billy Zane's like ultimate plan, and and perhaps this is the uh, more metaphysical. Uh, justification or or rationale for that that this idea that um and and sort of his theory of of how kingdom hearts operates as as sort of disjointed and i'm trying to think of a charitable way to say utterly nonsensical but i can't uh this utterly nonsensical pseudo-philosophical garbage that you read in this book right here perfect um yeah Especially considering where Billy Zane's thought process tends to go at the end of this world, um, yeah. I could I could easily see the two being connected. Um, so let's get into what is probably my favorite boss fight in this game. This is the this is the gargoyle. I was thinking this was the the dark side thing, but this is this is the big heartless gargoyle. Well, it's Chernabog. It's from Fantasia. Um, oh. E- equally to how I think I mentioned how I didn't know who Maleficent was, so it felt special. Yeah, I didn't. I, I have, um, didn't know that this was a Disney character at all. Yeah, Chernabog definitely carries the same aesthetic, where it's like, "What the fuck is this thing? It's some giant heartless." But uh, it's from Fantasia. The music playing is from Fantasia. It sort of nonchalantly gives you this flying power back, and it's just like, "Good luck. Here you go." Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's super cool at least i mean to me um a lot of a lot of people don't like the flying mechanic that much but it's better than the swimming i never minded the flying no this kind of feels like um ursula but more fun yeah yeah uh so that's cool also i think it it warms you up to 
the rest of the the the, the final boss that also requires flying, which interesting choice um to end the game with a mechanic that you don't really use. Well, I mean, I mean you could you could argue it makes it feel a little more novel, but it it yeah, definitely it's, it's, it's a risky it's a risky design choice. Yeah, it it's risky, but I think it totally captures the mood that they wanted because it's very shown in bullshit like it's it's so anime <laughs> um yeah, yeah. I, which sh- it would be is me being more specific to like um genre that would contain like dragon ball or naruto or one piece and shit where it's just like suddenly everyone can do this um yeah and it's just so fantastical and you don't question it it's just you're just like yeah i'm flying around and i'm beating the shit out of billy zane um so we're, we're uh, but because bit... of the power of the heart of light yeah, and we'll we'll get into that too. Um but first, um so you beat up Chernabog, um and you descend into his volcano and I I, I think there's a, another like just disgustingly annoying mob fight where you just yeah, basically be, some, beat up Heartless. Some more heartless here. Yeah. The the next sort of important thing is they reached the door that you saw in the tutorial of the game, the sort of ornate um, mm-hmm. pinkish door that we saw in the sort of tutorial dream. Um, uh, Sora is like, huh, what? And Donald says, what's wrong? Uh, to which Sora replies, don't you hear something there? And then you uh, read a voice. You don't hear the voice, but you read the words. Careful, this is the last haven you'll find here. You will open the door to the light. Uh, then we get a brief thing of dialogue indicating that only Sora can hear that voice. Mm-hmm. Um, he doesn't do that though. Yeah, like I like that's I, sort of one of the things that frustrates me about this game and this franchise is like that isn't the thing that happens. Yeah. Ansem opens the door to the darkness. Yeah, I mean, all right. So there's a lot of things. Um, that we will discuss probably more in our next answer report. Um, before we move on to the next game, um, but pure, but purely, even purely, like just speaking in about the context Kingdom Hearts of as a as a single piece of media, it feels like it's aiming you towards this is a thing that will happen at the end of this story, and the fact that it doesn't makes I want to. I think one you. of the reasons why Kingdom Hearts One alone as a standalone a piece is frustrating. Yeah, it's it's a mess and it's frustrating, but as much as I agree with you that it has built up to this way, like within this game, like on the disc, it's hinting at such a bigger thing coming up where even if we chalk it up to a later decision in development where it's like they were like, "Oh, this is we are going to continue it and it's going to be bigger and they just leave you hanging." It it feels bad um but yeah i I, yeah it's it's complicated there's a lot of things that i'm mad about (laughs) at the end of this game um mainly one i don't think i'll talk about it in this episode just because we have no reason to know that it's wrong in this game but yeah we do very much know that it's wrong in this game um and it's confusing but again we'll Stay tuned for <laughs> next week. I, I think you can basically take things from here for a while. That that was all the stuff that wouldn't have been in your theater mode. We're basi- mm-hmm. we're basically cutscenes and boss fights to the end from right here. 
Yeah. Um, once you go through this door, you return to Destiny Islands, which um, I realize... Do you interpret what... it as being the... As being like actually the remnant of Destiny Islands, because I was thinking about that and wondering if it's like a sort of simulacrum yes. or if it's the I, actual I do. thing. And I yeah. never thought about it until watching it with this show in mind. How actually <laughs> really good and important it is that it's Destiny Island, not because it's Sora, but because things that I won't say on this non-spoiler episode. Yeah, um, I know. I know what you're saying. I know mm-hmm. what you're getting at. Yeah, Th- there's there's a remnant there that I think is really cool and important. That especially h- given hit the, me watching it this time. Especially given the line. I don't know if you you wrote it down, but um, or probably not it. the exact. But line, the but, um, there's a line where um, it's li- I'm skipping a little bit, but there's a line where Billy Zane says, uh, "Look at this tiny place to the heart seeking freedom. This island is a prison surrounded by water." And so yep, I totally notated. It- prison yeah <laughs> and so this boy sought an escape to this prison or to prison is just what i've written down and escaped to prison and opened his heart to darkness darkness mm-hmm. is the heart's true essence yeah so that's jumping a bit um yeah because when we get to um that de- you get to sort of walk around for a minute it's it's very mm-hmm. disconnected um so you go to the secret place um and then I don't think anything happens, but then you, you see that that dark Riku is standing, and he does this monologue before it takes the just the complete form of Ansem Seeker of Darkness, um, handsome Ansem, uh, <laughs> as I've I've seen the phrase floating around. That's I don't good. know I don't know where it originates, but um, but yeah. So this monologue he goes on about um, you you notated a, a really good portion of it that uh. And it's interesting that it, it it frames perfectly about Riku, um, but it also has a bit of a bigger uh, importance that we'll probably dive into next time. Um, yeah. But yeah, he refers to like the water as a prison and everything um, and takes its form, talks about uh, darkness consuming hearts, blah, 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 blah. There's uh, also an echoing back to the world has been connected line. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, um, that's what happens when you go to the secret places. It plays yeah. Um, what Ansem Billy Zane question mark robed figure. Let's leave it at yeah. that. Uh, what the robed figure says to Sora in that secret place in the very like in episode game. one of our show, basically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So. Soren doesn't agree with any of this. He believes that deep down in every heart, there's a light that never goes out. Um, and uh, Ansem decides to beat him up because of that. So he summons <laughs> this. Dare uh, you, how dare you harbor such optimism, child? Yeah, so he summons this. Uh, um, like I don't have know you what you n- have. You not it. read Nietzsche? <laughs> oh, Billy. No, you not, Schopenhauer! <laughs> so he summons his stand. I'm going to go back to this um, and continue I, it, to alienate it, you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's still going to alienate me. I just call it, uh, I just called it weird puppet form. Mm-hmm. Just the, the way it stands behind him is very similar to the stand aesthetic. So. He specifically For... in a voice line in the battle calls it his guardian. It's some sort of heartless... Uh, mm-hmm. actually sort of genie-esque figure that sort of uh, yeah. erupts you, out of his waistline. 
if you had seen up through part three of JoJo, you would be completely on board with me. But um, I'm sure I would be, but I have not, and not. I will never <laughs> do that. Oh, no, it's fine. Um, I'm sure folks out there, if if not you yourself, Joe, will um, empathize with with this feeling of there's a there's a a perfect window when something is recommended to you where you're like, oh, a few people have recommended this to me, and I'm recently reminded of again because it showed up on Netflix recommended or it, um, you know, something reminded me of it, so I'll give it a shot. But then if like one more person recommends it to you all of a sudden this is now homework because everyone is saying i need to watch it or Mm -hmm. play it or read it and all of a sudden i am very very antagonistic to even the concept of this thing that i have no experience with um and it it takes quite a bit to push me past that level and i'm not sure if i am unique in this yeah yeah um yeah i wonder if i'll keep that in the episode (laughs) Um, <laughs> let's talk about Kingdom Hearts. So after we beat uh weird puppet Billy Zane, then puppet boy, we have a fight where he turns into the dark side boss, which is the giant heartless. Is with, that uh, how you interpreted it? Because I really just felt like he just summoned one. I could go back and watch the footage, but um, my I mean, I guess he's not there. He was that he somehow morphed into it. I mean, I guess um, that's fine. It's just, it seemed weird because you do see more of those. So it was like... Yeah, that's true. I mean, that that might be that might be more accurate that he summons mm-hmm. one. Um, it's hard to say. But. And, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, it's the same boss you fight in the tutorial. It's the weird, it's got a sort of snaky face, and it has a big upside down heart chunk taken out of it yeah so you beat him up again yeah yeah also it's probably worth mentioning that he breaks destiny islands like he just sort of rips the giant tree out of it yeah i have it written down the world gets turned shitty yeah um which it already wasn't in great condition um uh also we do see another comical like force field just Completely never reject. gets old. Donald and Goofy and Donald run into in- invisible force fields. I I am it's, here for it. It's the highlight of the franchise. Does it happen in other games? It's sh- probably it, not. <laughs> we're gonna find out, and it but and hmm, we'll see. I don't think so. Um, but I sure hope I'm wrong. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, you do that, and then I think there's another fight with Puppet Boy Ansem. Um, yeah, so it's it's a 1v1 fight this time, though, because, uh, as you mentioned, Donald and Goofy were separated by the force field, so it's just Sora mm-hmm. and uh, Puppet Boy 1v1 me, uh, mm-hmm. bro, 1v1 me, mate. Um, yeah. Then, uh, oh, I, and I guess that uh, the the dark side boss was uh, was a <laughs> was a fair 1v1 as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Um, so after you beat up Handsome Ansem a second time, he, potentially third, depending on which way you're leaning, <laughs> um, yeah. he, he does another sort of monologue about, uh, Kingdom Hearts Well, and... Goof Troop wakes up in sort of a, Goof Troop wake up in a sort of vacant space. So you, you get sent in, into the Shadow Realm, and you... Yep. 
uh, sort of sink into this eternal darkness. Um, and uh, Billy Zane is sort of walking you through it. Um, not necessarily helpfully, just sort of likes to hear himself talk. And eventually we get a visual on um, what I wrote down as dark boat. Um, <laughs> I have icky gross man ship written down. <laughs> That's also pretty good. Because um, it's like, uh, it, it's, it's the same, um, but it's, it's the same flavor as that we are in the first Hollow Bastion episode. We are trying to describe the look of Riku's sort skin of dark suit. Riku. Yeah, Riku's dark Riku's skin suit and we described it as like proto goth or something. Mm-hmm. Um this is very same... Disney fied. Yeah, it's the same it's the Final same Fantasy dark thing goth. but uh, turned up to 11 and that it's like oh boy those purples are really saturated. It's mm-hmm. like a weird and like a lot of things face. have goofy faces on yeah. them. Yeah. There are like three face. No, I think only two. Fa- no, there are three. If you count the weird uh, kidney that you beat up at one point. <laughs> yep, that's what I was thinking of. Um, yeah, so that's weird. It's weird. Oh, and Ansem is like in this. Yeah, strange, he's attached. Uh, ship thing. Yeah, he has like cords coming out of his back, and he's like sort of at the top of it. Um, but then after they notice it, they just sort of. Fall into the abyss. Um, yeah. Donald and Goofy fall into a questionable portal on top of the boat. And then Sora somehow misses that and just falls into fucking dead space. And before he reaches, I guess I guess you wouldn't really reach a bottom if it's the endless abyss. But before he's quite out of the f- frame of this uh, boss fight arena want to get very literal with it uh he hears this voice um of actual riku telling him not to give up he thought he was better than- giving up yeah. already uh Fucking yeah and then he can't says, even encourage he sora he nicely sora- he has to be a dickhole about that too yeah because he says come on sora i thought you were stronger than that yeah you're right he's even a he's even a passive aggressive dick when he's at like a ghost <laughs> voice I'll cheer you on, but I won't be happy about it. Then that gives Sora the requisite energy to float back up and fight shirtless Ansem for a while. Yeah, shirtless Pilly Zane. Um, That's what you come to your Disney video game for, right? Yeah, that's why. God, can you imagine, like, I guess, isn't that why you got Kingdom Hearts, though? Because it was, like, Disney... Because of shirtless Billy Zane? <laughs> no, because I had Disney characters on the no. front. But then you ended up with shirtless Billy um, Zane. I think I got it because... I don't know. Because you were saying that you were surprised by the Final Fantasy characters. I, I did not know that Final Fantasy characters were going to be in it. I think maybe, and this might even contradict something I said earlier on this show, I don't know because I don't have a perfect recollection, but I think... It was, hey, I know Square Enix. That's the company that makes Final Fantasy, which is a game I like. And it's in the Disney world. That's kind of interesting. And then I was really floored when they actually put their Final Fantasy characters in it, I think was my experience. Mm, that sounds about right, what you said before. Um, I yeah. pretty much knew what I was getting into. Um, 
it was explained yeah. to me pretty well. Um, so this is a fight. There's not really a whole lot to talk about. It's a lot of beating things up and avoiding lasers. Um, you, yeah, you kind of like uh, you. Ans- the the formula is you fight part you fight either Ansem or part of the ship and then you enter into a portal where you fight a bunch of heartless uh, but are reunited with uh, first Goofy and then Donald uh, who is sort of were uh, taken into these yeah and they fell into those portals and were taken into these Donald is in the mouth of the boat that's right yep he ends up i just wanted to be really clear about donald being in in the enemy gob. yeah donald was vored again and then when was the first time monstro everyone was vored by monstro. oh well, i mean that was a sort of universal voring everyone gets because sora has to fly in there to save him um and, and then they do get all spat back out yeah and uh, then the head whole fucking troop. explodes and it's, leaves like a weird. It's weird looking. It shouldn't look it's like, like that. It's, <laughs> it's like you smeared Vaseline on the <laughs> on the camera lens. You know, it's just like a. It like it doesn't even look like it's placed in the frame in the right spot. It's just mm-hmm. a weird gooey mess that uh is left where the head was. Anyway, that's not important. Um, I mean, I think it's pretty important. You fight some weird pimples on the ship. Yeah. Uh, then Some you of, fight like the ship's kidney at one point with a face on it. Yeah, you know, uh, like your kidney has mm-hmm. your kidney face. Um, and then you beat up Ansem more, and it's like pretty. I rough. have it written. I have it written down as shirtless Ansem is now connected to the ship via Avatar hair sex. Yes, that's basically what that. happens. Because he has, it basically looks exactly like the weird hair that they mate with in Avatar. That movie, anyway. He's like, can't wait for the connect- next seven of them. He's connected via via tendrils to the ship, and mm. you fight him again. Yeah, and well, yeah, you also fight him after he comes back out of that. Um, and he swings around oh, his yeah. double staff, which is both ends are the sword that Riku had. Um which is interesting. Uh, it's pretty relentless, that that last bit, where you're pretty much just getting bombarded by bullshit lasers and hoping you don't die, yep. and Donald's not helping you. Um, Jet Monkey HD did a fine job. Though. Oh, of course he did. He didn't die once the entire playthrough. He is phenomenal, and you know he isn't cutting that shit out. We learned that at Hollow Bastion. <laughs> He's a class X, yeah. yeah. Um, so fantastic. Uh, I'm going to really miss him. When we do chain memories, but I'm excited. Yeah, I think to... he has some other he has some other playthroughs, so it'll be like a triumphant return. I'm, when we yeah, get there. I'm pretty sure he did two, maybe Birth by Sleep. Um, I don't blame I him so. for skipping chain memories. Um, <laughs> so um, I guess yeah, we can. He beats up Billy Zane's handsome handsome, who also is like inexplicably taller in this form. It's weird. Um, that's what you're gonna nitpick on. <laughs> yeah, that's probably the okay. weirdest part. I mean. <laughs> Well, all right. I sure. <laughs> um, I don't know. Just, just thinking about it. Why is he so long? It's, uh, you're gonna, you're gonna make this whole bigger Luke conspiracy theory <laughs> about taller handsome. Taller handsome. Um, so then, uh, do you want to take the at least start the final cutscene or cutscenes? Yeah. Um. Well, yeah. So it starts out with, I guess the boat explodes. 
um, or something. Yeah. I watched this yesterday and I can't remember the exact details. Um, but Sora and, and, and Goof Troop are kind of just floating. And then they see Ansem Seeker of Darkness um, sort of appear before them. And he's hurting. He's hurting. And he's back in his his Final Fantasy-esque garbs. He's no longer shirtless. Bummer. Um, and he's he doesn't feel defeated. He's not defeated yet. I can't remember why. He's very confident about what Kingdom Hearts is. This is where this is yeah. This is where the game is a little. Well, the game's a little odd all, all over the place. But this is it, another instance. It, it, it in- throws a lot of things together really quickly, and it creates an emotional effect. Um, but it also leaves our job more difficult. And one of the things that's strange is the beliefs of both of the you know main clashing parties, namely uh, Ansem and Goof Troop, uh, diverge in such a way that they all have basically the same incentives. Uh, yeah, because Ansem thinks, and he says it himself right here, that you know it it doesn't matter even if he he's defeated because. He can just open the door, which they are uh, now very close to. He can open mm-hmm. up the the big white uh, door, yeah, uh, which will, uh, which he believes is uh, pure darkness because he um, ah ass- supreme oh. darkness. Uh, I apologize uh, for for such a uh, blasphemous uh, misparaphrase. Misparaphrasation, misparaphrasization. <laughs> I don't know. So since he thinks uh, everybody's got darkness in their heart, so that must be the essence of the heart. Therefore, it must be the essence of Kingdom Hearts itself. Uh, so that's what must be behind the door. But Goof Troop think otherwise. They think that well, Sora. Sora kind of just takes. Sure. He kind of yeah. does the the Magnus rushing in of of everything right yeah. now. Yeah. Where he's just sort of like, nah, fuck you. <laughs> um, this is good, actually. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, because that's the thing. Like, regardless of what happens, the door is opening. I guess maybe that's just Ansem being like, I'm opening the door. And Sora's like, yeah. joke's on you, idiot. <laughs> um, the King- heart is a good place. Yeah, Kingdom Hearts is light. And then it, the door opens up, and uh, this light shines, and Ansem just evaporates. And it's so cool, and I have so many thoughts to get into next time. Um, I wonder if this is a thing you can help me on this episode, or if it will be an Ansem Report thing. Hit me. Why is the door to Kingdom Hearts also the door to the Realm of Darkness? That's exactly my problem. (laughs) Okay, Um, okay. I think, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So... Yeah, we'll we'll get into that in the answer report. Um, because as of now, I don't think we actually know that's the realm of darkness. Um, but we might as well leave that in because I think that's probably the supreme confusion mm-hmm. that anyone has at the end of this. Well, game. Let me actually extend that because we know it's the realm of darkness because that's where Riku is. Um, yep, and he shows up in a bit as we'll get to. Mm-hmm. So yeah, let's let's finish wrapping this up and then we'll dive Kay. into it. Uh, so Sora runs over to the door with Goof Troop and Tail, and they try to close it. I guess Sora intends to seal it back up, um, which I guess is his goal, is to close doors in this game. Um, so he... Uh, and they want to close it because of all the all the oh, baddies, a lot of, all the heartless, a lot of heartless on the other there. side. So, yeah. So that's weird. Um, we... They try, and Donald pretty quickly decides it's hopeless, and... 
Um, uh, Riku just helps out. He's just there now. Um, and you could you could make the argument that once the entity uh, inhabiting his body has been defeated, that he would come back. I mean, it makes it makes it, Kingdom Hearts sense. It makes Kingdom Hearts sense, but Final Mix also shows us that he was traveling the realm of darkness before that. Um, which leaves some True. questions. Yep. Um, it it's so I wonder if. It's just so weird. It's like Riku's in two places at one time. That's not. We're not going to deal with that today. We'll deal with that next time. And by God, we have to actually deal with that when I say that. Yep. Um. Oof. So Riku starts to help out and starts to close the door. Um. And Soros doesn't question it in the slightest. He's just like, "All right, I'm going to close this door on you. Thanks for the help." And I'm not sure what. There's something that prompts it before. Um, Mickey shows up, like someone says something, um, or oh, maybe yeah, it's so just... all of a whole bunch, like I think three or four dark sides all pop up, and they're like, "Oh well, that ain't good," mm-hmm. uh, and then they all are immediately uh, dispatched, and we get the mm-hmm. big reveal. Ah uh, man, our our happy mouse silhouette, um, Mickey. I mentioned this a long ass time ago on the show about how cool it is that he shows up right at the very end, um. Yeah, they do a good job with it because otherwise it would be so goofy. Not yeah. n- not the character, but the concept. Yeah. yeah, no, it's it's for for the reveal of Mickey Mouse being the most powerful character in the Kingdom Hearts universe. It's really well done and cool. Um and he he shows up and whips out this keyblade which that raises questions probably based on prior conversations we've had for as far as the mythos of Kingdom Hearts 1. Um and he whips this out and he's like sealing it with Sora. So they, they get the door shut. Riku says, take care of her to, um, to Sora. Um, probably could guess who he's talking about. And we get this door shut and Sora jumps back. And with Mickey, they seal this door. Whatever this door is, it's now sealed. Yep. We did it. Sad music is playing. It's great. Well, well, well. We're if not you're done playing yet. the actual game, the sad music is playing. It is not if you're watching Jet Monkey HD's Kingdom Hearts playthrough with no commentary. Did it happen uh, again? No, 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 no. It's not the same thing. Um, but you know, he's gotta he's gotta watch out for those uh copyright strikes. So instead oh, no. it's just silent. <laughs> <laughs> That's weird. Yeah, the whole basically from here to the uh first bit of the end credits we are in my uh from from my Jet Monkey HD tinted glasses, we are we are rolling it, this is a silent film. Mm-hmm. When you walk away, you don't hear me say anything. I don't hear you say anything. You don't yeah. hear you don't hear anything be said. <laughs> Oh, um, so the door is shut. The door is sealed. It disappears. Um, and the worlds begin to fix themselves. But before that, Sora, this is an interesting scene. Um, Sora runs, sees Kyrie standing on a sort of separated piece of sand. Yeah, presumably like whatever was left of Destiny Islands, she was transported back to. Does he yell Kyrie's name when he runs off? Because that's important. 
I'm I'm sitting in silence, Joe. <laughs> There's subtitles. Um, uh, they weren't turned on. Shit. Um, if there were subtitles for this cutscene. Okay. Um. So he runs off to Kyrie, and it would make sense that he sees Kyrie. Their hearts are connected. Um, he would see her before the world shoot apart. Because she didn't mm-hmm. come with him. Um, That's right. But what's weird to me is when he runs off, Donald and Goofy sort of look at each other sad, knowingly. Um, so if he said her name, it would be like they know what they probably know what's going on at this point. If he didn't, I'm just kind of confused. Maybe they can still presume because it's Sora. What the fuck else does he have going for him? Um, <laughs> but uh, he runs off to Kyrie, and they they grasp hands. They also, I guess I, I forgot to mention that there's sort of like a couple flashbacks to Sora and Riku's childhood when he's closing the door. Is it supposed That's to be a final mix thing, right? I think I would guess. so. It's in sepia tone. I don't mm-hmm. know if that's important. And yeah. also it's, it's weird because the filter was definitely put on top of the footage. So when it cuts camera frames, there's like a split second where the filter isn't there. Oh, no way. That's amazing. Yeah. It's great. Um, so just I just wanted to mention that, and rather than not mention it, um, we get the scene with him saying goodbye to Kyrie. Their hearts connected. Um, says goodbyes, and I think, <clears throat> what does she say? Like, don't forget me, or oh yeah, I promise you'll come back. And he he promises, and um, they're holding hands across this gap, but they're being dragged apart by the world, returning to their uh, their natural worldliness. And uh, right mm-hmm. as their hands gra- separate, um, Utada Hikiru begins singing us yeah. off. Um, not for you. Or maybe maybe that's the... <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. I guess I do have my notes that it's silence back when I said it. But now it's very silent. Mm-hmm. Now it's extremely silent. Yeah. Um, advanced silence. <laughs> yeah, precisely. Uh, uh, and, you know, Jet Monkey HD, he's given us so many things. Um it's only know. fair that he take one thing away. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes. Then we get, uh, basically, we just get uh, sort of, it's not really an epilogue, but it sort of feels like it, because that um, very emotional goodbye with Kyrie and the promise of a uh, of reuniting is the sort of mm-hmm. emotional end to the yeah. story. But we get... We, uh, um, we get this nice pre-rendered cutscene of Kyrie on Destiny Islands as it comes back. Mm-hmm. Um, he, we see Sora up in the clouds, like Mufasa disappearing, um, mm-hmm. and these worlds going back to where they belong. Um, uh, and then is there anything before the credits? Cause the credits yep. show us some stuff too. Yep. So there's, uh, there's goof troop walking down that sort of green. Oh, that's after the credits. That's after the credits. I'm pretty sure. I don't think it is, but we can do it after the credits if you want to. I mean, I guess it doesn't matter. Um, I think it's the last thing. But um, so there's like two different sets of credits. Um, one with flashbacks from the game, and then one with epilogues for the different worlds. Most of yeah. them are just showing people in the worlds. The only one that I really think is remotely worth mentioning is Cloud rejoining the rest of the Final Fantasy characters on Hollow Bastion. Um, mm-hmm. I made like. I was starting a list, but it's it's literally the only thing on it of things yeah. of things that I thought were worth mentioning. Um, 
but uh, we also see in the credit sequence Kyrie go into the secret place on Destiny Island. Um, oh yeah, I forgot about that. She looks at all the drawings and she sees the one that Sora drew of him giving her the fruit, and then she cries and gives him the fruit. Um, it's very touching, emotional. We're all crying. Great. Um, crying over the fruit drawing. As we all do. Mm-hmm. Um, Once we reach adulthood. Yeah. We cry um, about fruit. Yeah. <laughs> it's fruit is sad. It's sad fruit. Um. We get to the scene that you mentioned before where they're walking through this green pasture. Um, and now that I'm thinking about it, you're definitely right, and it does come after. Cool. I'd be really mad at myself if I was adamant and also wrong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> so they're, they're walking through this pasture, um, and I, I think they're just, like, it's, it's interesting how quickly their, their goals are like, well, now we got to find the King Mickey and Riku. Um, it fits with the characterization, though. They're like, and the sort of like, especially like the Hollow Bastion arc of them sort of uh, realizing that the important part of the the uh, adventure was them sort of finding this strong friendship and developing all these mm-hmm. friendships that they would just be like, all right, we know the three of us are still together. What's what's next, boys? Yeah, this. Um, I also do there's a podcast about anime called One Piece. And this is very similar to that in that it's got this shonen sort of just, we're just going to go forward and we have our goals and it's not really like a huge orchestrated ordeal. Um, and as Sora always sort of ends up following that path, just, I'm just going to keep walking forward. Yeah. Um, and it, it, I, think, I think it works in the Kingdom Hearts. It's kind of weird mm-hmm. in this game, but it ends up working a lot better going forward. Um, mm-hmm. So... I don't have an explanation for what happens next. Well, Pluto is there, the dog. The dog Pluto is there. That's the part I don't have the explanation for. I don't know how Pluto is there. I mean... Is it really Pluto? Is it fake Pluto? Is it illusion? No, I don't think this is digital Pluto. I don't think this is like... (laughs) We're so far. We're so far from digital characters, Wheels. Don't do this to me. I think I think this is just I think this is just the Disney character Pluto, um, who has been given a message uh, sealed by King Mickey, and he has a letter. Pluto runs off, and merrily, joyfully, Goof Troop run off after him. Um, you he, did you hear the music that plays here, or were you again left out? Uh this one, this one I got. Yep. Okay, cool. Because it, it's just the uh, the gummy shit music, but. Mm-hmm. A little bit better. The camera sort of cranes up, uh, and then we get the text, uh, Remember, Sora, you are the one who will open the door to the light. Which that goes back to the thing before, where it's like the whole game mm-hmm. says, like, you're going to do it, and it seems like, oh, I'm going to do it at the end. And then you <laughs> never do open it. a hu- And then you open a huge door, but it and turns out that that's... Close it. Whoops, wrong door. And it's not even the door that the whole game has been telling you you're about to open. Very yeah. strange video game. So we have, anyway. we, have, we have one more thing to talk about in this game. But before we do, do you want to try to piece this out? Like why this happens, the door situation? Because I'm not sure how I'm going to end this. Um, but we know that Riku is in the realm of darkness. We saw him there. He's yep. also, that's what's on the other side of the door is where Riku and Mickey were in the darkness realm. Yes. 
so either A, this game is telling us Kingdom Hearts is the Realm of Darkness, which would mean Anson was right, regardless of whether... It doesn't seem thematically consistent. No. And even if that's not true, um, there is darkness behind it. And despite that, opening it up is the light that kills Ansem. That's right. That's that's my biggest complaint. Because I'm, I'm completely okay with opening this door and whoops, it's not Kingdom Hearts. Or whoops, Kingdom Hearts is darkness. We were all dumb. But the inconsistency of there's darkness behind that door, but light came out and killed Ansem is a complaint. So- yeah, and I was looking this up a little before looking into like fan um yeah, apologetics, I guess would be the religious term. <laughs> yeah. Um for what happens here. I mean, I guess that's uh, also kind of what our show is. That is what we are. A lot of folks say, and I think this makes sense. A lot of folks say that when the heartless are gobbling up all of these world hearts, they're combining them into sort of like an artificial kingdom hearts. And it's that is all happening in the realm of darkness. So when the door is opened, that sort of breaks the seal on this artificial kingdom hearts that's being created by the heartless that are taking all these world hearts and combining them together. But what even the heartless don't know is that actually the primary element, uh, the essence of a heart is light. So Mm -hmm. when that seal is broken on this artificial kingdom hearts, that, defeats ansem but it was still the realm of darkness in which that artificial kingdom hearts was being built so therefore the artificial kingdom hearts is sort of dispersed and then all that's left is the other side of that door and it was the door to darkness Mm -hmm. so it's the realm of darkness on the other side which makes sense you just said a bunch of stupid bullshit but yes it does make sense and that's really the difficulty of our job here yeah. at Got It Memorized Headquarters. Um, and uh, just shout-outs to just so many wiki users mm-hmm. for all of this. Yeah, a lot, of, a lot. I've done a lot of reading to to gain the understanding that I currently have of the franchise. So, yeah. Because guess what? The game don't give it to you. Nope. I mean, it, it argue like, that reading is... That reading is justified by the text... And justified by the full the full view of every text within the franchise, uh, but yeah. even then, it's not a clearly and definitively correct reading, which is frustrating. But you know, uh, I don't expect Comes all media to be like yeah. super easy and um, clear cut. That can be kind of boring. Mm-hmm. Says the person who got me into Twin Peaks. <laughs> so comes with the territory now that we've had our little our little realm of darkness powwow um if you beat this game either on the hardest difficulty or on the regular difficulty and do everything do everything like seal every 100 yeah and i think it'd be I think you have to collect all the answer reports, which means beating... I'm pretty sure you have to just, uh, don't you? Or maybe I'm thinking of the sequel, uh, and this, maybe I'm thinking of Kingdom Hearts 2 sequel. sequel is easier. Ending. Yeah, 2 is um, easier. But, but don't you have to, like, just fill out all of Jiminy's journal to do mm-hmm. this? Yeah. In the, uh, if you're playing normal? Which requires you to get all the answer reports, which means beating yeah. Phantom and um, the Unknown, which is... Those two things alone are difficult to do. Yeah. Um... But let's get into these secret cutscenes that you unlock. There's two. 
Um, and in Final Mix, there's two. I believe it's only Final Mix. Um, so the first one, I think it's just called Another Side. Or Another Side, Another Story. Another um, Side, Another Story, yeah. Um, we see this cloaked figure um, walking in what looks like this weird sort of city. Um, and he's surrounded by It looks by like the Blade Wars. Runner city. Kind of, yeah. Um, and on top of this tower is a character from Nier Automata. Um, <laughs> no, you can't. <laughs> It is, though. It, it does, but it, it's clearly, like, supposed to be Riku, but actually. Yeah. It, well, with long, it's long white hair, and he's blindfolded, and he's wearing all black. It's near Automata. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, and down at the bottom, again, we see this, this cloaked figure um, that isn't from near. And uh, he whips out two Keyblades um, that we can recognize as Oathkeeper and Oblivion. We never talked about Oblivion on the show, um, but after you beat Riku Ansem and you go back to Hollow Bastion, you get this gothic keyblade that um, is considered a counterpoint to Oathkeeper that you have one from Kyrie and one that sort of references Riku. Um, That's that, right. That parallelism isn't, in, isn't strong in the first game, but it's very strong basically in this cutscene and going forward. Um, he mouths the words, where's Sora? Um... And then, that's basically it for that. Basically, it version of it. Yeah. Um, There is another one called Another Side of the Story Deep Dive, um, which is what we're all about. uh, Which kind of picks up deep, diving deep, and it kind of picks up from there um, because he's fighting the Heartless with these Keyblades, um, and there's a lot of things flashing on the screen. I there's no way for me to. Um, oh, I started write writing down. it down, and then I was like, "Hoofa, never mind." Hoofa. Yeah, that's not gonna happen. Mm. But uh, some of the I have we, I have we, some of the ones. Yeah, yeah. The Roman numerals for thirteen. Um, the words and some secret report. Um, I think I wrote down the words "voice left me," uh, "forgotten world word." Um, the notably the word nobody is yeah capital uh, N, nobody, nobody capitalized yeah um this character in the cloak is running up the tower now towards um Riku's near automata cosplay and mm-hmm. um again I think it's just sort of a lot of that and sort of flashing images until we get this scene on a, a beach a questionable beach with two different cloaked figures. What's great about this series going forward is everyone looks like this. It makes it really, really easy to discuss. Um, yeah. It's also, man, the spoiler episodes are going to be easier now because we're going to be able to just say names instead of cloaked figure. Yeah. Um, but one of the characters on this beach says, I went to see him. And then follows it up with, he looks just like you. And... That leaves some questions. And then Sora is floating over a sea. Yeah, Flora. So, Flora. Sora is floating <laughs> over the sea, and we also see what looks like older Kyrie on the beach of Destiny Islands, looking over some sort of falling something. Um, some sort of something. Then we get a line, which I wasn't sure if it was a typo or if it's just the way it's re- Everything is coming back to me. The true ellipsis. I guess it's like... We don't know the end we'll of that We'll never know. Yeah. yeah. Um, what's really... What's interesting about this is that a lot of the things that it's showing and setting up for are, like, so not going to be revealed for a while. Like, you can piece it together before it gives it away, but 
I don't know. Kingdom Hearts is weird about this. I don't yep, want. Yep, it'll it'll give you a some sort of mm-hmm. teaser for a thing, and it's not actually. It, do, it turns out to not be the exact thing you thought it was. A yeah, teaser for. Um. Yeah, and it's especially, um, like this one shows you a pretty serious event, um, that happens pretty late in a game, but it will. And it sort of affects the next two games in the series. Um, but again, like, it's so disconnected for a while. Um, yeah. And the same with the Secret Ending of Kingdom Hearts 2 is, like, it's the ending of a game. <laughs> um, I, think, I, think it, I think it just shows, like... There's also other reasons that ending is confusing, but we're a while away from that. I, I think it, I think it just shows sort of how the production of this franchise goes is that they work from they have a general idea of the story beats they want to get to, mm-hmm. um, but are maybe not always sure in what games those yeah like, like, like they, they, yeah especially um there's knowing what happens in the final mix of Kingdom Hearts two I I I definitely would argue they intended to show this in Kingdom Hearts two. Um, or at least explain it, dive into it more. Yeah. But it ended yeah. up being saved for a different context that made more sense. Um, yep. And that happens when you end the game with a teaser and then you make a bunch of other shit. Yep. That's different. Um, but uh, yeah, that was... we've been at this for a while. Yeah, but I that's the thing. I I'm looking at the time and I'm like, oh, I guess we should wrap up and plug our stuff. But like, we finished Kingdom Hearts one. Well, we can we can uh, we can clap next week after the Anson yes. report. That'll um, be the real bow. I, I, that's the way I'm I'm viewing mm, it. Fair enough. This is a milestone for sure, but we ain't out of the weeds yet, Joe. No, we're gonna discuss um, Kingdom Hearts one with regards to spoilers next week um, on our answer final mix Anson report. Um, it's gonna be an episode of the show. You're gonna listen to it, hopefully. Yeah, it's going to be a good one. So yeah, next time we'll wrap up with um, spoilers and dive into some cool shit. There was some interesting stuff with Hollow Bastion I'm excited to get to with regards to spoilers. That's pretty much all there is, is Hollow Bastion. Um, yep. So we'll see you then. I guess we should plug our shit. That's right. Oh, uh, uh, me. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'm Wheels. I'll just wait. And you can find me on Twitter at twitter.com slash the Travis W. And then what else do I do? Um, what should I plug? I do a podcast called the arbitrary archive, not the just called arbitrary archive where my brother and I uh, review movies and media and that sort of thing. And it's, uh, it's a fun show because it, isn't super super long which i feel and this is a weird thing to point out but i i'm realizing that that's the reason why i stopped listening to the vast majority of movie or media podcasts is because they require too much time of me there are a lot of other things that are great about arbitrary archive but right now i'm in a place where it's like i'm making the show that i want the world to have and that show is like 30 minutes long for, for what it is so that's what i'm gonna that's that's gonna be my weirdly focused pitch this week for the arbitrary archive yeah on a, on a weirdly long episode got it memorized yeah, yeah it's um it's strange yeah it's good so my name's joe 
Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Ghost of Joe, just spelled just J O. And I also have another podcast called We Are Watching One Piece, in which we talk about One Piece. Um, chances are we'll still be in Skypea when this episode goes up. Um, so I guess that's all we have. You've been at that one for a while, huh? I don't even know what a Skypea is, but I feel like <laughs> as long as we've been doing this show, you've been you've been you've been getting at that one. Well, I mean, we've done like three times as many episodes for this <laughs> in yeah. that time frame. Um, yeah. Uh, and I mean, yeah, it's. I think there there was a period where it was like, oh, we're building up to Skypea. Yeah. And now we're there, yeah. and we're gonna be there for a while. So. Yeah. There's a lot of One Piece. Apparently, we might. I wonder what'll be. I wonder what we'll finish first: Skypea or Chain of Memories. <laughs> I'm really unsure how Chain of Memories is gonna go, but all we can do is dive in. <laughs> It'll be great. Yeah. Um. Cool. So, should I say that was the end of the world, or that was the well, end of Kingdom Hearts? Well, you sh- you should say you can follow the show on Twitter at MemorizeCast. You should follow the show on Twitter at MemorizeCast. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah, I I like um, that was the end of the world, and then maybe next week we can say that was Kingdom Hearts 1. Yeah. Okay. That was the end of the world. <laughs> Got it memorized.